Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Boring. A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time. With a focus on football. Sue, late in his career, is going to have his first Super Bowl title. Now, no wonder they want to call the Tampa Bay for Tampa Brady. One more snap, would you have guessed when this impossible season was trying to launch that you'd get it all in you'd get to tampa and when the super bowl ended the ball would be in the hands of tom brady i don't know why we ever think it won't the tampa bay buccaneers have a second super bowl title in franchise history and tom brady doesn't pass the torch quite yet to mahomes does he even though you're looking at the greatest right there. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here, you know, uh, kind of getting in the, in the flow of things on, on this show a little bit, so, you know, just, yeah. in, just in time for the holidays to get here. <laughs> Last week was our preseason in week 13, and yeah. uh, here we are. I guess technically preseason week two, but yeah. then... We're just coming out of the bye. <laughs> yeah, right. We had a long, late bye, late bye yeah. like many yeah. teams, including both of our teams this and, week. And now the bye's over. <laughs> <laughs> right, and we're ready to roll. We're ready to rock and roll. So, um... <laughs> Sorry, Kelly texted me <laughs> something that I we were talking about doing for our, we have an annual light walk with the hills around the neighborhood and oh, okay. I was thinking of uh, adding a little bit of a flair to the walk this oh, year. Okay. Um, courtesy of TikTok, saw it on TikTok, oh, thought it might be oh, gosh. fun and entertaining. So we'll see uh, how fast Amazon delivers. But um, yeah, so another great weekend to talk football we neither of us suffered losses this week no penn state no, uh, no. no wilson no penn state no dolphins no eagles quite an interesting week for penn state though but yeah so their defensive coordinator moved on a couple weeks ago to become the head coach at virginia <laughs> right. tech pretty much the only job he said he would leave for not necessarily directly but it seemed like in conversations he's had with essentially it sounded like audrey Snyder was kind of talking about this, about how he had always kind of referred to Blacksburg and Virginia Tech as a really special place. He was a grad assistant there. So, like, he, there's he connections, has ties yeah. to the area. And, and I, I get I can, it. I don't. I, 100%. And Virginia Tech is one of those places where we don't necessarily think of it that way, but they, it was Frank, Frank Beamer, right? Frank Beamer mm-hmm. for a long time. And then they went to like his assistant. Mm-hmm. And then, Went to someone else, but like it's all been like kind of in a line. Fuente, like right? Yeah, was so the like, most recent one. Yeah, so like it hasn't been. They haven't gone outside the program, right? Sort of. And so even here, it's 
you know, like Penn State, they always talked about the Penn State guy. Like, this is – you could constitute this as a Virginia Tech guy in some sense if you wanted to in that he he did coach under Beamer yeah. while he was there. So Yeah, and so Brent Pry goes to Virginia Tech. I, when, whenever an assistant leaves for a promotion, like, you can't really fault no, them for that. No. I, I always got upset when assistants left for the same job elsewhere because right. it wasn't the guy who – was here before Brent Pry in the DC role? Didn't he leave to go to Tennessee as the DC guy? So he did. Or am I, I confusing? Can't, I can't remember what his name. I was. I know. I can't. It was because Pry has been in the role for six years now. Right. Most and, of Frank and it was tenure. so it was it was weird too because that guy sued Penn State. Remember, like he was suing for like wrongful termination. Did Penn State get rid of him? I thought he. I, I well, I think he they did, but I think he like, I think he mismanaged his contract, so he didn't get. Like money, I think Penn State moved on from him. Maybe I, okay. I forget I was exactly how he left, but uh. but he mismanaged it. But he let he said, "Oh, the program is like like you know, he, I don't know." He, he made comments like, "Oh, it's it's a bad place," and like I wouldn't, you know, I I hostile work environment and all that stuff. But he let his son still play because his son was like a walk on um, and, and finished out at Penn State, and they're like, right. "So it's so bad." But your, your son, your son still is isn't. still on the team, which. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll just it was kind of kind of weird, and I don't. I think that eventually got tossed that lawsuit. Yeah, but um, well, I'm getting my Penn State assistant coaches confused, and some of them have been gone for a while now. I remember being so excited the first few years following, you know, the first Franklin group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now I believe there's only one guy left. Terry Smith, I think, is the right, only one from the original right. Franklin coaching. But group. like so many of those guys have gone on. Well, Charles coaches. Huff is the head coach at Marshall. Right. Uh, you know, Moorhead is a head coach. I know he wasn't the original right, guy, right. but um, yeah, there's a uh, Moorhead. Uh, you have Pry. Then this is going way back, but Gaddis is probably going to be getting a head coaching job soon. He won. Yeah, uh, the he was Bryles the Award assistant this year. coach of the year. Um, you have uh, the guy who went to Old Dominion. Like, mm-hmm. so you've got guys all over the place. Um, and again, that's – I don't know. It, it's its another obstacle, but it's an obstacle because of success. You right. Know? So um, – and, and yes, um, like he – I'm sorry. I no, it, just it's, it's just um, – yeah, we had to get some Penn State talk in because, well, why wouldn't we? It's uh, one of the many things that we 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 love, and uh, it's a uh, it's a good bowl game. We talked about it a little yeah. bit last week. It's a good bowl game um, going to the Outback Bowl. So going back to current Penn State stuff, um, the big thing was connecting it back to the original point of this was. M- Penn State hired former Miami defensive coordinator and head coach Manny Diaz. Right. So he's had a long history of being a very, very good defensive coordinator, turning defenses around, but he's inheriting at Penn State a a defense that was most, in probably most categories, at least top 25. And in some cases, I believe top 10. And they may even have finished in the top three to five in a few areas as well. Now, obviously, some of those players are moving on. But there's a scheme and a core there that Manny Diaz hopefully will really grasp and control. And hopefully that big name, you know, swing for the fence is higher. 
helps them not only solidify this recruiting class, which will sign uh, in what three days, right. I think yeah. on Wednesday. Yep. Hopefully, he can hit the ground running and really do some good things for recruiting for this next cycle, which um, has already started to form, but will really gather steam over the last next six months or so. Yeah, so. and I saw somebody, I thought, and this is pretty much the attitude I have. They're like, oh, well, you know, he's going to want to be a head coach again. Well, okay, if he's successful and gets a head coaching like offer, that would indicate that he was successful at Penn State, which is good for Penn State. You know, right. like, yeah. It, it's, yes, you know, you don't want to have to necessarily be going through that every single, you know, every single year. But, look, if your guys are being offered head coaching jobs, like, that's. They, they must be performing well. Right, right. It's, it's a sign of success. All right. So um, moving back into more – well, let's let's stay in college football. There's a game that we have become pretty fond of over the last, you know, handful of years or longer. Um, Army-Navy was yesterday. And honestly, I'll be honest, and this is maybe one of the reasons that helped them win yesterday, I did not expect – Navy to have any shot right, yesterday. Right. And I know, and we say this all the time, no matter what level, rivalry games are something different. Yeah. And this is, it, it, despite me still thinking it's underrated by way too many in the country, it's one of the greatest rivalries out there. Oh, yeah. It, this was the 122nd meeting. Like, how yeah. many, how many. Uh, other rivalries out so, there can say that. This was interesting. I learned this a few weeks ago on, on a tour that I was on. Um, in Annapolis. In Annapolis. For Navy. That after the first, like at some point, very early on in the series, um, they had to put a stop to it because officers between the different branches uh, threatened to shoot each other. Mm. And and so then they, they brought it back quickly um, because they, it was a good morale booster and, and things like that. And they just took pride in, in a lot of those things. And so sure. it, it's been a great tradition. Um, there's so much from the marching on of the cadets and midshipmen, like all that stuff is just so cool. Yeah. And then you see just these guys that like, and they were talking about this a lot and they do every year, but like these guys, what they do every day, and then they also play Division One football. Like, that's just unbelievable. Like, I, I can't really wrap my head around it. Um, you know, these guys, their their day is regimented, literally from before the sun comes up until well after the sun goes down every single day. And I, and I know, and this isn't to take away from the commitment that it takes to play division one football at any other school. Like right. it's, it's, it's a job. We've talked about that many times. It's, it's like having a full-time job and being a full-time student. Like it, it's a lot. A lot of people don't have any idea of that commitment, but it's different at the service academies. And, um, it's just so cool. And even though I'm rooting for army, like you're ha happy for the Navy guys, you know, like you're just happy. Like, Man, like, because that's their last game, and they they won, and you know, and so they get to win that game in that style. It was just really cool for them. I feel bad for the army guys, but like, that's all part of what makes it so great is that 
everyone there cares so much. You know, like yeah. everyone there cares so much, which I, is really cool. We have been trying to go to this game for what feels like a long yes. time now. I think it's only been, I mean, we've been talking about it and watching it and trading barbs over your army support and, and my Navy support. It's all in fun. It, but we wanted to go. We were supposed to go. Like literally to the point where we're getting ready to buy tickets yeah. in the March of 2019, or excuse me, 2020. Like, because I think one of my last texts to you before the pandemic is like, I'm about to join the Navy like support right. group so that we can get tickets. Like we're we're doing this right. Right. I'm glad we didn't end up doing that because yeah. that would have been you know a pain to figure out. That would have been, and it would have added to a, a lot of disappointment too. Right. The yeah. Whole thing, and then we knew we didn't want to go this year because we want to go when it's in Philadelphia. Right. And it was in right. it was in the Meadowlands. It, well, what used to be the Meadowlands, I guess. Uh, it was in New Jersey. Yes. I, I know New Yorkers love that. The other the, the other week, Huston was like. Wait, so the Giants, the New York Giants and New York the Jets play in New Jersey? I'm like, The yeah. glass shattering moment. Yeah, he was like, he had, just the look on his face, he was like, okay. Like, like, that I'm doesn't like, make any yeah. sense, but okay. I'm like, buddy, that's why they're terrible. That's, this is why we don't like any of them. But yeah, so um, I think, I, I'm trying to think, I, I don't want to paraphrase this, but it was really cool someone mentioned in the the pregame um that i think it was maybe and it might not have been for this game it might have been one of the previous army navy games and i think it was one of the chaplain's prayers or speech that he gave was basically saying it's the only i don't know if it was game or something where the two people the two teams playing on the field are basically playing to not kill each other, but right, beat up each right. other, but also are would literally lay down their lives for everyone in the stadium. Right. Like that that's literally what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. Um not during the game, but with their with <laughs> their life. Um <laughs> brutal game. So so it's it's always incredible and <laughs> Justin and I always share each year with the promo videos are so cool um that they put out that CBS puts out. Um so if you if you didn't see this year's definitely you want to check it out. Um, it's very, very cool. Um, they got, you know, three or four army vets, Navy vets, but all that played in the game from a variety of generations and they're watching, showing old clips from the games. And uh, I think the one last year was one of my favorites. Um, it was, uh, it was very well done, but it's all, it's all a lot of fun. Uh, I really did not expect Navy to win this year. Navy was three and eight. Army was eight and three. But again, those rivalry games, right. you never know what's going to happen. Uh, and Army had won four of the last five. So, yeah, right. I'll, I'll take it. When you look at the, some of the games Navy's played, though, Navy, Navy lost a close one to Houston, lost a close one to SMU, lost Cincinnati. a close one to Cincinnati. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not like they didn't have it in them. No. It's just no. they didn't come out on top right. often enough. But this is the one that, yeah. um, you know, if they're going to have a losing record and struggle at times, I think they're going to end with a W. And there was a Burks connection. Isaac Ross from yeah. Governor Mifflin Sr. Um, carried um, a few times in the game yesterday. I think he had over 60 rushing and a yards. a first down. And a huge first down. Uh, and I know um, I saw, I believe it was his position coach posted, I was browsing through one of the – Navy, I don't know, beat writers or someone that covers the team. And I saw they had retweeted a picture from, I think it was the running backs coach, the fullbacks, the back, offensive backs coach for Navy. And it was him with one running back and Isaac. And I retweeted that. I thought it was cool to see yeah, him giving awesome. him props to the two seniors in the backfield that to go out on top like that. 
and uh, yeah, so phenomenal, awesome, awesome time. So they get they get a star on their uh, on their navy things. You get you had a star for every time you you beat army every time you beat head, army. Head. Yep, Whew. things I learned. Yeah, Keenan Reynolds got a few of those. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. I like anytime. Well, they mentioned. Well, honestly, uh, unfortunately, one of the more somber Ken moments should have been a Heisman invitee. He, he, I'm not saying he should have won, but he should have been a Heisman invitee. I think it might have been a senior year, one of those years. But. They were talking about the Navy SEAL that passed away recently, and his family was all yeah. there. It was in a training exercise in the last couple of weeks, and his family was there. His, his his widow and his I think five children. They said and. They were talking, I believe, that he played at Navy from 2003 to 2006, and they were like, he never lost to Army, because like, mm-hmm. that was the beginning of that, that huge streak that Navy went on. Uh, well, they won 14 they in a the row. They had the one where the guy, the Navy player, passed away last year. Yeah, the, off of the lineman, 48. And, yeah. And yeah. They, uh, date, was it David? Right, David and they, had, they selected someone, and they asked him if he'd wear 68 this year, and like... They're talking to the family, and they said they had to do like a double take because, like, they go out, look out there, and he's like about the same size, and he has got tattoos in the same spots, <laughs> and like, it just it threw them for a loop. And the coaches were talking about the same thing, like it was just it was wild. But yeah, so, uh, but yeah, definitely if, if you don't watch it, and most people watching and listening to us now or after the fact in the podcast. I know you do watch the game, but any of those out there that are joining us that don't regularly watch or listen and you haven't seen Army-Navy in the last few years, definitely take the opportunity to watch it next year. I believe it's December 10th, 2022. It will be back in Philadelphia. Justin and I may or may not be there. We'll see how things uh, work. I was thinking, I was like, well, it's 123rd. Could we push it a few more years and go to the 125th? Well, then then what if it's not in Philadelphia? And then like, we just keep delaying it. And I don't, I don't want to keep pushing it back. I'd rather try to go to multiple ones. Yeah. (laughs) Who says we can't go to another one? Right. Well, I would have been cool. And I know it wouldn't have worked last year, but to go to. West Point oh to watch gosh, it to last get to go year. To that one, that would have been. Or incredible. if it, if it ever ends up in Annapolis, you right, know, to right. go to the academy, I, I do want to, and maybe this is something we can do. It, I don't know if it'll be next year. And obviously, obviously, Jamie would, I think, would want to do this. I want to go yeah. to West. Go oh watch, yeah, it would go, be cool. Go yeah. to Mitchie and uh, and see. Uh, I've been there for a game. It, it's cool. It's it's just such. It's a mix of. Partially like, oh, this is a really cool college football experience. And also it's cool like in – oh, I've never experienced anything like this. You know what I mean? Like it's there, – there's parts where it's like, oh, this is really cool, really cool college football. And there's other parts where you're like, this is incredible on a whole different level. And one last thing on Army-Navy, and I, I was going to point this out, so I'm glad my uncle chipped in um, and said something. Um, once again – Nike and Under Armour knocked it out of the park. Oh, yeah. Um, and whatever creative director is working on these dedications and uniforms, helmets for both Army and Navy. Now, I'm a Navy person. I'm partial to Navy over the years. I always like what Navy does. I loved Armies this year, too. I love like Navy's having. Did you hear, did you hear three hours to make one yes. helmet? Yes. Three hours to make one helmet. They got to make, what, 100 of them? Yeah. You know, have the F 18 on one side and have the. Uh, the, the symbol, the, the Fly Navy symbol on the other, thought that was really cool. And if you look up close, you'd see like the metal paneling that they have yeah. with the bolts. Really cool. But I, I love the uh, the 9-11 tribute mm-hmm. from the Army uniforms. And then it looked like, you know, the 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 camo pattern reminded me of like the Desert Storm pattern yeah, that became yeah. popular. And I know it was a, for a more recent, um, was it Dagger? 
dagger squad. I I forget what operation or a squad dagger something, I believe. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but I thought they both looked awesome. Like really, really well done. Um, Cool stuff. And that is one of my things every year right after Thanksgiving because I know it's coming up. Uh, what are they going to debut? Who are they going to honor? What's it going to look like? I know a few years ago, Army did that mountain group yeah, when they yeah. wore the all white. I think it snowed that yes, year too. Yes. Um, and obviously, I love the Blue Angels one that Navy did. That was incredible. That was amazing. Then when they did the fleet one where they had yes, the different they, the ships different on ships. the I don't have I don't have the Blue Angels or the ship one or last year's in my mini helmet collection. I have a lot of the other ones. And actually, I don't know if you can see over Justin's shoulder there. I have, that was probably my favorite up until the last few years. I just loved how they had the yeah. the um, three-tone colors with the anchor. The anchor is always cool to incorporate. I have a yellow mini one over there. Um, but the, the ones this year were really, really well done. I, I think I'm going to end up, if I can find someone reasonably make the custom Army one with that pattern, I'd like to add that one. I have the standard gold that Army and Navy oh, yeah. usually wear way over there. They're not exciting, but you got to have the traditional ones in the, the repertoire. But these one-offs that Army and Navy do every year are so, so cool. And I saw um, Paul Lucas on UniWatch said that Army and Navy basically – originated the one-off uniforms like Oregon always had a bunch of combos but they're all related to their regular colors regular something about it was tied back to specialized but like to have this is this game this is for this game and for this reason and he's very critical about a whole bunch and he says he gives army and navy a pass because of they kind of were the ones that created it and also they're always so cool. And they're they, always they so aren't well necessarily done. Necessarily doing it for the sake of doing it. No, like they're always honoring something right. that's like, yeah, that's awesome right. that you yeah. point that out. Yeah. That yeah. You, like, and just the craftsmanship of the designs and especially the helmets are just awesome. So amazing job to whoever is the mastermind behind this. They're probably already working on next year's. I think they work on these like three years out, like in terms of concepts, not necessarily yeah. like putting it together. Right. Yeah. But I think concept wise, they're almost like three years out on some of these. Yeah. That, that would be a cool interview. Could you imagine talking to okay. army or Navy, like the people behind the designing, coming up with the ideas and presenting the designs to whoever has to approve it. Right. Right. Like if that's, I'm sure athletic there director are plenty or, of things that have to get approved, but also I think I've seen like an interview before where they talk about like, there's a fine line because like they have to get it approved, but they also keep it like, top secret right like they they don't like people don't know and except the people who are like doing it until like they reveal it to the teams pretty much yeah so i had i i don't have it down well i have this last year's navy poster came with my order when i bought the jacket and hat and shirt which of course i was wearing yesterday and justin probably saw the the jacket was sitting upstairs because <laughs> i've been wearing it the last few days but the that like mar- the marble or wave pattern that, was cool. that they, you yeah. know, it had a practical application in terms of, you know, it looked like water, like the, that the ships would be on, but then, uh, it was also supposed to evoke the marble at, on the campus, uh, in Annapolis. Um, but yeah, really cool, really cool stuff. So I was, I was happy that they won this year. Cause I was like, I'm buying this stuff. And now I'm like, I, they didn't win last year. And I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. bad luck. You know how Justin and I are. Well, if you listen to bulldog hour, you know how Justin and I are about superstitions <laughs> and I didn't want to be Oh, and two. And I was superstitious. I'm just a little, <laughs> I was looking at, a, Oh man, the Navy's not that good this year. And I'm going to be buying this stuff and they're going to be Oh, and two with me wearing it, but nope, they pulled it out. So, um, that's that. 
All right, now that we spent half an hour talking about Penn State and Army Navy, mm-hmm. let's move on to the main topic this evening, which is NFL and Week 14. You already heard us say the Dolphins and Eagles are on a bye, but so are the Colts and the Patriots. So those four teams not playing this week. It's the last bye week, latest bye they could have. Uh, I did see something interesting. You probably saw this, maybe even shared it with me on social media from one of the uh, sports companies that – there's been a pattern of, I forget how many years back it goes, I want to say week nine, who had a buy in week nine five years ago won the Super Bowl, who had a buy in week 10, they won the Super Bowl. Well, we're up to week 14 this year. Oh, man. Something tells me it's not going to be the Dolphins or the Eagles. Just putting that but out listen, there. Listen, wouldn't you sign up for a one in four chance <laughs> right now? Well, it's better than one in thirty-two. <laughs> so, exactly. Um, uh, technically, the Texans were eliminated, so it's one in thirty-one at well, the moment. And honestly, today the Jets and Jaguars were eliminated. Oh, so today. okay. So it's one in twenty-nine. Right. So right. We're, we're getting there. So we're you're getting saying there. there's a chance. But if you gave me a one in four, yeah, sure, I would take that. But the other two teams are the Colts and the Patriots, and the Patriots right now, everyone is probably saying well of course it's going to be new england again um i would rather have it be the colts <laughs> i mean if i was picking i would pick the dolphins but at, at six and seven even though they're on a five game winning streak that would be a miraculous Just recovery on on a side note how would it feel for those afc east teams and the nfl in general if if the patriots were to win the super bowl a year after brady and the bucks win like, it you've got to be kidding me like, well, that's a. Someone was like, they just took a year respite, and now they're right. moving on to a new right. Dynasty. I know there there was a conversation I was listening to this week, and people were like, "Oh, there's who's who has the most pressure to win, like now." And there are people saying the Patriots, the Patriots, because Tom Brady won one last year. I'm like, no, 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 no. If the Patriots prove that they're on a trajectory where they could win one again, they they've got their window still open. You know, right. like so, like that's. Oh, that that's a scary thought that not many people outside of New England and some of our listeners, I'm sure, would love for that to happen. But like, you know, most people are going to be like, "Oh man, like, how about new?" Yeah, how? how yeah, so we'll see. But yeah, if you're looking at that group, obviously it would be the Colts or Patriots that you'd have to give the best chances to. I think. Um, well, you'd have to. I think Ross Tucker sent a tweet out today. He's like. Um, you guys can check my math, but I'm pretty sure like 90 some percent of teams yeah, so have six like or seven wins. 98.7 percent of <laughs> the teams in the NFL have six or seven wins, there and that's time. true. It's kind of what I said when well, I retweeted this on Twitter. Are there any? I, sh- I should have said great. I said good. Are there any good teams in the NFL this year? And there are good teams in the NFL this year. Are there any great teams in no. the NFL this year? No, not right now. Not right now. Well, and teams could teams can finish strong, and teams can get healthy, and teams can get hot, but like. It, it's just one of those things where right now, no, I wouldn't say there's a great team. I was telling you this before the show. There are a few horrid teams, and the teams we mentioned as eliminated from the playoffs. Those not would be good. the ones I would I would count in that group. But outside of that, I would say there's a lot of teams that are below average to slightly above average. Right. And teams that can be really good. So, like, and again, you can't let this fool you because, like, I, I don't know that the Chiefs are as good as they have been at various times over the last few years. They look darn good today, you know, like. Yeah. And that's a team where you're like, oh, At man, home against a team that beat them at home last year. Oh, oh, and without one of their, like, starting def- defensive players, I think, who was out because uh, of a family tragedy. Like, 
you you just look at it. You're like, man, I I wouldn't want to play them. You know, like in Tampa, you know, Tampa's going to get in the playoffs, and I don't want to play them once yeah. you're in the playoffs. But like outside of that, like I feel like, and this is the same conversation we had in July when we were talking about these teams, or in August whenever we did it. The Cowboys have a ton of talent. Are they going to put it all together? I don't know. Like in that, and I don't think anybody knows. Um, they don't even know, right? Yeah. Well, I've gotten two texts here. One is from my uncle, who says, "Are we saying Patriots Tampa Super Bowl?" No, I'm not going off. Of my, I, I told I'm not him going I'm, off my prediction. I'm yet. trying not to say that. Right. right? We just did our predictions. We're sticking to our predictions. Right. We have to. We got to be men of our word. Right? Uh, they're still on the table, so we're sticking with that, uh, Uncle Rich. But um, related to. Um, to that, I think, um, related to that. And completely, like, doesn't even know we're broadcasting right now. So this has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. He's not trying to stick it to you, Uncle Rich. Um, but Greg just texted me, I am crushing your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Greg has no idea probably that we're live right now. Um, but he also points out, and maybe this has something to do with it, Greg says about our fantasy league, that the bottom four teams were all five and eight, and the top ones are all nine and four. Everyone's separated by just four games. And for much of the year, a lot of the teams were sitting within a game or two of each other from top to bottom. Um, Is that anything to do with the way the NFL is this year? I don't know. There's a correlation there. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a... No, it absolutely is. (laughs) That's how that works. Uh, (laughs) I was just happy to make it into the... uh, the top part that didn't have to buy. play this yep. week because, well, I thought that Cook wasn't going to play. Right, I was thinking that, so I didn't. Then he played and played and, really well. And, well. But I would have, if I would have right. known he was playing, I would have played him. Right, and I would have had a no, monster week. Right, right. If I would have played him, but we are on a buy, so it didn't matter. You were also on a buy. Right, I had a bunch of guys that are on or not on buy, but haven't played yet or didn't play, and I just kind of left them in because it didn't matter. Resting yeah. them up, you know, resting right. them up. Yeah, they're getting a lot of rest for next week. Uh, when I play Nick. You play Amy? No, you I don't, don't know. play Amy. No. I, I don't know. I, I Well, you're the three seed, so yeah. you because Adam and Amy are the top two. They play the two winners from the current playing round. Um I forget who you I forget who you play, who we not mentioned. Anyway, let's start on Thursday night, which was an, an entertaining game. I think I might play your uncle. Uncle Bob. No, he's in the playing round. Never mind. I have no idea. No, I'm trying to think of what team. I don't know. It'll come to me. Um, Wait, is your your Uncle Bob's in the playing round? Oh, maybe he's not. No, no, no. no you're no. right. Because it, yeah. it was, it was, um, yeah. Because it's Uncle Rich playing right. Greg yeah. and my dad playing Jason. So your dad. So and yeah, you're right. You your do. You play my Uncle and Bob. Uncle Rich could both be. Uh... They Cheering might yeah, they not be around. Sideline. Um, trust me, they have a very strong opinions of who they don't want to see win the championship. Oh, see, yeah, so. so so it's one of those where I said uh, cheering teams on. I think it'll definitely be more of like how I approach like when we're picking teams. Who I do I not want like, to win? Who do I not want to win most? <laughs> I almost sent you one today. It was like uh, a post from like Flow Wrestling. It's like watch, uh, yeah, don't miss anything from the Ohio State Pit Wrestling match. I was like, I don't want anything. I don't want to see win. anything. <laughs> it's like I just saw Pit Girls Volleyball made the Final Four for the first time. I was like, dislike. <laughs> I don't know them personally, 
but I can't have that. Like Kenny Pickett <laughs> being a Heisman finalist? No. It's, no. Just no. Yeah. Just know that I'm not but okay with this. I, I look at the NFL and I'm just like, I don't there's a there are some good teams, like you mentioned. There's some good teams. There's a lot of okay teams. Yeah. A lot. And I, I'm, and so I'm there are gonna be some okay teams that make the playoffs just because they got hot the, or healthy at the right time. The ratings, is this good or bad? And is it one of those things that it could be good in the short term but bad in the long term? Or right. other way around. Is it right. is it bad is it, you know, not great now but as more teams stay in it over the next few years in the long run is it good i don't know i think ratings wise i think things are going to start to look pretty good because you have the patriots and just like a good following and everyone hates them right so right you have people are polarized right polarizing is good for ratings oh yeah tampa and tom are good the cowboys are good i think but we think by record they are right right so they're around uh, so you have that. You have the Chiefs. So you have a star there, and, yep, and they've been getting one. better. Chad playing today. He did touchdowns. Yeah, touchdown. Yeah. And then you also have uh, some teams in LA that are like, maybe. Yeah, we'll see what. Right. One of them plays tomorrow. Right. So right, but like that are relevant. So right, like, they're certainly relevant. Um, you just you start to look, and you have Arizona, which I know people are like. Oh, it's Arizona, but people forget that like Phoenix is like the fifth largest city in the country. So like. There's a, you know, like, and when you're winning, like, people tend to, you know, hop on. But, like, you, you just look at it, and I think I think they're set up. Oh, we, we missed one. Uh, Green Bay, you know, like, oh, well, again, we know his, how that is going to Historical end. one. So, we know like, how that's gonna people end. following everywhere. So, like, it's just one of those things where, like, man, like, they've got to be thrilled about the potential for some of the teams that that are going as we as we go here. I won't call you. Up. <laughs> um, the the Steelers Vikings game that was an that was a very interesting Thursday night game to to kick off this week. Thursday night games are very hit or miss. Steelers are coming off a big win over the Ravens. Vikings coming off a loss against the Lions. I was on Minnesota this whole the whole way, even without Delvin Cook. Yeah, I just I don't trust the Steelers this year, based on what we've seen through up to this point. It was twelve games, even though I had them as a wild card, I believe, in my playoffs. Watching them this year, they're okay, but they're not. I can't trust them. Right. And going to Minnesota, coming off a loss to Detroit. I just and I I know it's been a weird year that the the away teams seem to get a more of a bump than the home teams yeah. do. So I, that one was tough for me because I was like, well, if this was in Pittsburgh, I would be all over Minnesota, but it's at Minnesota. So this that a home away weirdness that we've had flipped over the last like three years, where the home teams aren't getting any kind of an edge, and we've seen that line trickle down in in betting. It used to be three three and a half is now one or one and a half at best. Uh, for the for the home team, and it could be even non-existent anymore. But I went with Minnesota in this, and at the beginning, I was like, it looked like a genius. I mean, they still won, but Pittsburgh made it close. Right, right. they're up twenty nine nothing. Yeah, and hung on to win. Well, yeah, and the Steelers, you don't know what it could have happened if Chase Claypool could just not be an idiot. Oh my gosh. So I saw somebody. It was a picture of 
Antonio Brown like doing something in the locker room and then Juju dancing on the logo and then Chase Claypool like celebrating with no timeouts and 30 seconds left. And somebody goes, I don't know who it is, but I already hate the I already don't like the next next. wide receiver they draft. Well, they're great at finding wide receivers in the draft, but man, they got a they got an issue uh with their personalities because Oh, and then and then like to to not just do it, but then to Sort of not defend it, but kind of like throw their put the blame on everybody. Else. No, that was you. That was you doing it. Oh, they knocked the ball out of hand. Yeah, because they were trying to get you back to the line. To you were to sitting spike there the celebrating. Ball. You were kneeling down celebrating. Like there's, n- <sighs> there's no other like explanation for what was going on. Just make it about about you. That's all. Right. That's all you care right. about. I thought I thought Ryan Clark nailed it when he said that. You know. He like Chase Claypool is as underdeveloped emotionally as he is overdeveloped physically, as he is overdeveloped physically. Yeah, like and that can only come from in my well, it could anybody can say that, like I could say that, but that means nothing, right? Well, he's a former Steeler, a former Steeler who's won in Pittsburgh. Yeah, you can say that, you know, like he can not allowed to play at my high, right? Because what what are you going to say, you know, like if you're someone else, you know, like. Yeah, you were here. You did it. You know yeah. what I mean? But no, I'm with you. I get it. I'm completely 100. I'm with you all the way. So, but the problem has been like, and and Ben has taken his share of the the blame this year, and I do think it's time for them and for him to just kind of move on. to, yeah, the, to they, what's next? And like, they just have not planned for but, that future. But it's not just him though. Like they've made enough plays in games, like in the first half against the Ravens. They like. It wasn't Ben that was being terrible. They were dropping passes. They dropped a touchdown pass. Like, you know, like. Well, and their defense isn't good. No. Like, they had their. We've been saying this for the entire time we've been on the, this, the air. This is our 342nd episode. We've been saying it for every time we've talked about the Steelers. Their secondary is not good. No. Like, in the 11 years, almost 11 years we've been doing this, their secondary is not good. No. Or like they might have a guy, but they don't have enough guys. And no. like when we started this show, I, it was closer. Like Paul Mahler wasn't this big. Right. The, he wasn't who he was, right. you know, in the first like five, six years, right. seven years of his career. They just they don't they don't care like about the secondary. Like the Eagles don't care about their linebackers, right? And yeah, T.J. Watt is a possible you know defensive player of the year if he could stay healthy. You probably have a better shot at it. But he's only one guy, and he's getting all his numbers rushing the passer. They can't stop the run. Right. I mean, Dalvin Cook rushed for, what, over 200 yards? Right. And he's coming off an injury. Yeah. So they have their problems. The Steelers dropped to 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. The Vikings improved to 6-7. and seven. Both teams very much in the wild card um, playoff field. Um, they, have a, they each have a shot. They each have a shot where they're at right now. Dallas, another team that raced out to a huge lead and tried to hang on, but it was against a you know a good a good team. Well, one of the good teams this wow, year. See, I think they're like an okay team. But that's what I mean. Like, right. there's a whole bunch of these teams now. Dallas should easily win this game, and like, they, they did. Should have gone running twenty-seven away. twenty, but they were up what twenty-four nothing or at one time were they twenty-four nothing? I think it was twenty-four nothing or yes, close, close somewhere around there. 
And I mean, Micah Parsons again making his case, solidifying very his well. rookie of the year, defensive rookie be of the year. Defensive player of the year. He could very well be defensive player of the year if he continues what, what to is have be a, the, the next few weeks are going to determine. Right. If he so there's for them there's four games left. If he has a sack in each one of those and has either an interception or another another forced fumble, I okay. think he wins both. So here's the thing: assuming he stays healthy, do you think there's any chance he doesn't have four more sacks this year? I shouldn't say any chance because I mean, like four well, sacks. Like so, th- this is his thirteenth game, and he has twelve. So he's close to a sack per game, right? Pace. So I, I think he gets. I, I think he gets three or four more. Yeah, I do too. I, I think it's that game changing play. Can he get a pick or another forced fumble? Because I think he has three forced fumbles on the year. Yeah. If, if and they returned pick- it for a touchdown today. Right. Right. Which uh, it's just huge, and the more and he almost had a pick, the so more thirty yards people talk about it. The more you know, it's just that right. self fulfilling prophecy right. coming right. up. So right. the more people that get Especially engaged, on something that where they vote, like people vote for this. Well, like, and you have, and you're you're the biggest defensive star, biggest on, rookie on, on one of the biggest, teams one of the in most the, popular in the teams in the country, right? Yeah, so I think there's a very good chance that he could win both, which is just crazy. I mean, we knew about his potential back in 2014. I keep saying this to you, though. Like, as we watched him think. play against Wilson he, twice. He and Owe both could have played for Penn State this year. Yeah. like, And I'm not saying they should have. They both made the right move by going to the oh, NFL. Yeah. However, like, just imagine. Owe could be imagine, the top three defensive player said, of the year. We just said Penn State. Had a top twenty-five defense in the first half of our show, and they could have had Parsons and Oa. You could have had Parsons and Oa on that team. Imagine that! Oh my gosh! Yeah, it just makes me sad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, so Cowboys improved to nine and four with the twenty-seven to twenty win over Washington, and the football team drops to six and seven. But again, still in play for the wild card. The Jaguars looked awful today against Tennessee, who still beat are up. Coming apart at the seams in Jacksonville. Um, but Tennessee won twenty to nothing, improves to nine and four. And the Jaguars had eight yards rushing today, eight net yards rushing. It's ridiculous. Not looking good for no. Urban Meyer and, down in Jacksonville. And his his solution is to get rid of people who are telling on them and all their failures, not to actually fix the problem. So good good job with that. Speaking of failure. The Seahawks went to Houston today to play the Texans. Uh, that game was actually close for a, for a way too long. The Seahawks are just not good either, but they were able to beat the Texans no, today, thirty three to thirteen. Seattle moves to five and eight. Houston eliminated from the playoffs, down to two and eleven. Another non competitive game. Kansas City, Las Vegas. Justin already touched on this one a bit when we we're talking about the good great teams this year. Kansas City is rolling now, forty-eight to nine over the Raiders. Improved to nine and four. Las Vegas drops to six and seven. Kansas yeah, City getting it done both on offense and defense. So many times they referenced during this game, they were like, "I bet they're warming up the buses, but not to drive around and celebrate." Like because they took the victory lap last year when they won in Kansas City. They took a victory lap around the stadium. Yeah, it hasn't it's, gone very they, well. And they also uh, like did their hype pregame hype on the Chiefs logo at mid- midfield. Why like? Who comes up with this stuff? Is Bart Scott out there or something like that? Keep throwing a Raiders jersey. Uh, speaking of hapless teams, let's continue that trend. <laughs> the Jets dropped to 3-10 and 10 with a 
blowout loss to the Saints, 30-9. to New Orleans got gets their first win in a long time. I think they had lost five in a row. After starting five and two, they were five and seven, but the win today gets them you know to six you, and you seven. You know how you knew this game was going to be bad? Because two teams that the Eagles beat. <laughs> we're playing each other. Uh, but, yeah. And actually, the next one is still. <laughs> yeah. Um. So a battle in the NFC South between the Falcons and Panthers sees Atlanta get a win, improved to six and seven, 29 to 21 over the Panthers, who once again benched Cam Newton and brought him back in. That started out so well for the first like four, five, six quarters and has really kind of, trailed off. Because now they've lost 11 straight games with the him pan- at, that, that with he has Cam started. Cam at quarterback, yeah. Um, just rough, but Atlanta's sticking around, hanging out six and seven. Yeah, possibility. And I, again, to go back to Ross Tucker again, he's like, I know I'm going to get killed for this tweet, but he's like, based on the roster, he's like, is it Arthur Smith? Mm-hmm. He's like, should get some coach of the year like thoughts. He's like, look at this roster, and they're without Ridley. Like, to get to six and seven, he's like, is insane. <laughs> And yeah. when I thought about it, I'm like, he's not he's, wrong. I don't know that like, he's wrong. I'm not sure that he is, but like, he should be in the discussion. So here's one that a little bit of a shocker, I, I think, because I don't think Cleveland's that good. No, they're not. Um, Baltimore falls to the Browns 24 22. The Browns in did their Cleveland. best to give it up, though. <laughs> right. Oh they gosh. raced out to a big lead, like a few and other I know teams you said did. You didn't see this. But Baltimore was without Lamar Jackson for most of the game. Right. But do you know how this like came I out? I don't. Okay. So. Baltimore was down nine. Okay. Okay. And they they score. They were able to go down and score. They get the onside kick because the guy is, you know how like in the front, like you go to block. Like you're yes. not going. Well, the guy is has his head turned. And oh, he's not seeing geez. it bounces off his shoulder pad. Oh, my gosh. And the Ravens recover. But then they get, you know, three downs. They only get like four yards. So it's like fourth and six or whatever. They throw a one yard pass. Now, now Come the Browns on. brought the Browns brought everyone. Like they brought everyone, which means they should have been able to get more than a yard. And they threw one yard at the guy who was covered by Denzel Ward, who just made the tackle. Like, and he played it well. Like they made the catch, but for a yard, fourth and six, you throw for one yard. See, this is one of those things. Like I'd rather you throw it straight up in the air and just have it be a jump ball situation uh, 10 Hunt, yards down the field. Huntley's the backup for a reason, but it's one of those things, man, I wish I could see what Trace McSorley could have done yeah. in, in that spot. Yeah, well, he's in Arizona now. Yeah, but like right. as like the fourth quarterback right. out yeah, there. It was it's weird. super weird. I mean, if he ends up getting a ring because of it, I'm all for it, especially because it means he's not getting in with the Ravens. Because <laughs> like, I can't have that either. Sorry, Cheryl. Um, but this is the first time that Baltimore's lost back-to-back division games or two straight division games since the end of the 2016 <laughs> season. So she texted me. Let's move on. Next game. <laughs> <laughs> um, Baltimore still has a game lead over Cleveland, uh, and because of what happened to the Bengals, who found a way to found a way to lose, lose too. But also, like <laughs> they should have lost, and then they find themselves winning, and then, then they find and a then way they to lose, lose anyways. Um, you mentioned the Chargers, the Los Angeles teams putting up a fight and maybe being relevant. The Chargers were able to dispatch the Giants. Like, I feel like when I look at the Chargers, like I wouldn't have thought that they were eight and five. You know, like I would have pegged them for one of the teams that's at six and seven. Well, but they're there are times five. there are times to me that they're way better. You know that they're yeah. 
a ten and three team, and there's times that I look at them and they're like, they're four nine team. You watch, but still, man, I watch them. Like Derwin James is just so much fun to watch. Like he, he's just like a football player. They can line him up anywhere. You know, like it's just crazy, right? But um, so the Chargers improved to eight and five with a thirty seven twenty one win over the Giants, and the Giants are just, I don't know. They don't got it. Is Joe no, Judge going to be back there? They say he's supposed to be back for next year. Well, because Gettleman's retiring, but there's going to be so there's going to be a new GM. That's a mess. Yeah. Um, Lions couldn't keep the mojo going after last week's walk off win against this the Vikings. Was close early. Broncos were able to run all over them eventually. Lots of rushing touchdowns in this one. Denver improves to a surprising seven and six. Yeah. Thirty eight and ten victory in Denver. It's an interesting one. I know they lost last yes. week. They couldn't keep it going in Kansas City. And you got to beat teams like that if you want to be considered a Super Bowl contender. But, but it's they're winning six, the games as they should. Right in the mix. Yep, seven and six. Um, Denver likes to play the NFC, not so much the AFC, according to this stat. Four and one against the NFC, but just three and five against the AFC. You know who that one is in the NFC? No. The Eagles. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because we talked about it. We yeah. talked about it. Andrew had a good fun Andrew time at that game. Andrew had a great time at that game. Uh, Garrett, nah, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> not, it wasn't loving that one. Uh, so I just alluded to this. 49ers Bengals, both teams sitting at 7-6 and six after San Francisco's win in overtime. Brandon Ayuk, my boy, drafted him in fantasy, let him go for a few weeks. He bounced around you to know a few teams. You didn't him? The Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> um. He catches the game-winning 12-yard touchdown in OT to give the Niners the win over the Bengals um, in Cincinnati. So that's a tough one. You know what's interesting there for the Niners is that a couple of the guys who they needed to step up, Ayuk and oh, who's the? Debo? Yeah, Debo Samuel are like playing to their potential. And that's what Niners fans would like to see. You know, like that's that's what they need is guys like that stepping up. So the, those late games were very entertaining. Um, lots of uh, yeah, and then late the finishes. Buccaneers were beating the doors off the Bills. Yeah, and the Bills came all the way. And back. this is one that I wanted to have you talk about because yeah. I did not see any of this so, one. I know Tampa Bay was winning pretty big. They were winning big um, and easy. Uh, it might have been like twenty-four to three at halftime or something like that. And the Bills come all the way back have a shot at the end of regulation. They had the ball at like the 12-yard line, first down. I don't know that they had any timeouts left. But like it shouldn't matter from there. But they have to kick the field goal to tie it. So it goes to overtime. Bills get it, stalls out. They punt it. Monster punt goes out at like the 5-yard line. And then Tom Brady The the Bucs go. They thought they had them stopped on like a third down. Like in like in between like the twenty and thirty, but they gave it to him, and I think he got it. Like it's hard to tell. They reviewed it and they gave it to him. Like, and I think I think it was the right call. It's kind of like in a pile right in the middle of the field. It's hard to tell. But then a few plays later, Brady for his seven hundredth career touchdown completes a like sixty yard touchdown pass. Nope, and don't like that. that. Was the end of that? Well. My mom said we can just move on from that one too. <laughs> <laughs> so Tampa Bay gets the win, improves to ten and three, thirty-three to twenty-seven over the Bills, who, you know, flash back to like early October and after the first four or five weeks, everyone thought Buffalo was the best Shoeing, team in the right? league. They're gonna win the AFC. They're not sitting at seven and six. And what lost what are, to New England, lost to Tampa yeah. Bay. 
And what are the Patriots at? Nine and four. Nine and four. They've yeah, got so a two, two game games lead behind. And with the current tiebreaker. And the Bills play them yet, but in at, New England. In, at New England, right. The there's a chance the Bills don't even make the playoffs. Right. Which is crazy. Yes. Which is, is crazy. Yes. Um, I'm going to definitely uh, have some saved receipts from earlier conversations <laughs> and text messages. Um, Can you imagine if the Dolphins and Eagles made it? <laughs> see, see, the problem with that to work out, I mean, it's a lot easier for the Eagles because they're not actually competing with them to make the playoffs. Right, right, right. Whereas the Dolphins are, and the Dolphins lost to the Bills twice. So even if they finish with the same record, the, yeah, but the Dolphins are going to beat the Patriots in Week 17. Well, that's it's a shoe. It's in Miami. It's in Miami. It has to happen. Um, yeah. Whew. Um, we talked about the teams on the bye: Colts, Patriots, Dolphins, Eagles. Um, Patriots nine and four. Colts seven and six. Both the Dolphins and Eagles sit at six and seven. Indianapolis and the Patriots play this coming week, like next week. Yeah, Patriots uh, play the Colts, and then huge the Patriots game. play. So in. The Patriots play the Colts. Patriots play the Bills yet. The Patriots play the Dolphins yet. Maybe play the Jets. Maybe week eighteen. They played the Jets twice, but I don't don't think they did. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, because I feel like I feel like my uncle said that he would be home and had the opportunity to go to that game. Okay, it's it's really cold and doesn't want to go. I think that was the one because I think it was Jets because I thought I thought Patriots Dolphins was the last game of the season and he said that that was Week 17 but not not Week oh, 18. Yeah, I right. think he said it was Patriots Jets. Um, of course, I could be completely wrong and and not remembering any of that conversation properly. Uh, but the Eagles have Washington next week, so if the Eagles want to make the playoffs, oh, they, beating a team that's in front of them, the Eagles probably the, have probably to the way to go. Go three and one to give themselves a shot with that one loss to Dallas. That's honestly what I was thinking. The only way that that might not happen is if if that last game. I think they played Dallas the last game of the season. I think okay. If that game doesn't matter to Dallas. You know what I mean? Like Jaguars. It, he says they play the Jaguars. Oh, the man. last one. I was thinking it was the Jets. I was close. Two oh. terrible teams that start with a J. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, you know, like, but that could easily be one of those where it might not matter to the Cowboys, but like, do they play because they don't want to let a division, you know, like it, it becomes weird, you know, like, um, I'm trying to see, but I've told you this. I've told you. Watch the Eagles make it as the as the last wild card, losing to the Cowboys. But then January 9th. So is that week eighteen? Yeah, that has to be week eighteen. Yep, in Philly, and lose that game. But then play them the next week in Dallas and, and beat them in beat the playoffs. Them. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? Can you? Yes, I can. <laughs> you can. Time to wake up. Yeah, let me rephrase that. Can you imagine how insufferable I would be? <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know, I'm just here no, as not a third you, party. But who could you, you be talking about? I, I can't. <laughs> I'm sure I could think of someone. Um, so currently going on right now at Lambeau, uh, Green Bay's hosting Chicago. The Packers are up 14 to 10. The biggest uh, question here is the Bears have scored 10 points. So. And, and the Packers have only scored one offensive touchdown oh, okay. because uh, I believe former Eagle is at Rasul Douglas. Yeah. Is yeah. he the Packers? Yeah, in the Packers? Like a, a 55 Bowl, yard yeah. pick six. Yep, yeah. Um, so that's what put Green Bay up ahead of Chicago with um, five minutes uh, to play before halftime. So. Uh, big NFC North battle on NBC on Sunday Night Football. So check that out if you're not watching already. 
and uh, see what happens. Um, yeah, I didn't fully expect the Packers to win this game, you know, but they're gonna they're gonna choke in in the NFC divisional or or conference championship round because that's just what they do. So we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll there. kick the field goal in in one. Maybe I think they could use it. They could use that. Uh, and then the Monday night game is Rams at Cardinals, which is very very interesting yeah, uh, and a really important game. Rams, Rams are eight and four. Cardinals are eight and two. If they want to claw their way back into the division Rams, race, they Rams need to win this much game. Can't win the division if they lose this game. Like because they would have they would lose the tiebreaker, and they'd be three games behind. They'd essentially be four games behind with, with four, four games play. left. And the yeah yeah they'd right. be so, four games behind with four games to play essentially. So because of the tiebreaker. So right. so if the Cardinals would win this game but lose their next four to finish eleven and six, I guess the Rams could finish twelve and five and jump them that way. That's the yeah. only way. Yeah, like it could happen. It it's could just, happen. It's, it's just incredibly the odds of it happening. Because the Cardinals have already won a stretch, a two out of three stretch with Colt McCoy as the quarterback. Right. So like, even if they were to like not have Kyler available for some of those, you'd think they'd probably win at least a couple of them. So the current trends on their side, though, the Rams have won eight of their last nine against the Cardinals. And the Cardinals have to play the Cowboys yet. So like that, that could be, that's a big game in a couple of weeks. All good games. Fun, interesting. I know the NFL has been moving around some of those late yeah, season good, games good. to get the primetime matchups or the late later window. I'm all I, for that. I honestly, I like the one o'clock games better. The, I feel like the four o'clock games get lost to oh, me. So here's the problem: they only have like a couple four o'clock games. I wish they'd divide it more equally. Honestly, well, they usually have what four late window games or three. Sometimes, sometimes in the buy when the buys are active, you right. get three. Yeah, I, I wish there was. What we got Thursday, Sunday, Monday. So if if all the teams they should are also playing, go to Saturday this week. Well, yes, this coming week. Is, yeah, they, they start Saturday. Okay. Yes, because I was going to say college yeah. football. There, there'll be bowl oh, there's games a few minor but, bowls and stuff. Right. Yeah, for but the like, next like two or three weeks at least, right. there's a few games on yeah. Saturday. Um, yeah, but Rams Cardinals is a marquee Monday night game with the way these teams are playing. Um, should be fun. I wish yep. it wasn't starting a fifteen. Oh, any more, I, I any more than night games? I'm like, yeah, no, no thanks. I, I can't tell you the last time I watched more than like the first quarter of a Sunday or Monday or Thursday night game. So I've done it, but like the problem is, if it's a game I care about, if I keep watching it, then I'm gonna want to keep watching it. Next thing you know, it's eleven o'clock. Right. And then if it's a game I actually care about, which is why I would stay up. Then, like, I'm either excited because the team I wanted to win won and can't sleep, or I'm <laughs> furious and can't sleep even longer. It's yeah, yeah. So I know that's a me problem, but like, I also am old enough to know that. And so, what do I do? I turn it off. At right, I'm old enough so to I, know better, right. so I know that I got to get up at five thirty. I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not about to stay up uh, late right. watching a watching the football game. Yeah. Way too old. But my buddy on the West Coast, man, that game starts at five fifteen. I, I and, know, and and the games come on at ten, 10. in the morning. Ten in the morning, and the game is on at five fifteen. I like when we get to the playoffs. I mean, I would I'd rather take the eighteen week regular. Just another season. reason why you want to move to Portland. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's at the top of my list. It's the top of a list. Not a place the to move list. The A list. <laughs> there's there's plenty of words that start with A. Um, the, when the playoffs come, I don't like when the games are four and eight 
I miss that one o'clock game. No, I because I know like well, I don't know if I'll get to watch all of four, and I'm not watching all of the eight. Last year they had that like super, super Saturday. Well, they're doing that again this year. I, but I thought. Oh, I did they move they were, a game to Monday? Didn't I, they? I thought they moved it to Monday or something. like so that. So now it's yeah. not three on Saturday. See, I'd right. rather do three Saturday, two Sunday, yeah, one Monday. That's yeah. See, two, I'd rather three, just one. three three. Like yeah, well yeah, because if they're starting so late on Monday, I'm not going to get to watch it anyway. Right. Why is the NFL not thinking of us? All right, if they put the Eagles, but, if they put the Eagles beating Dallas on, <laughs> I, you know, we say that I in, wouldn't in sleep jest. for a week. <laughs> but honestly, how many people are like us that were like, I'm not staying up to to watch no, that no, game? No, here's the thing: if we're doing it, you know, there's a lot of people who aren't doing it. Like, but I know. Here's the other thing: I know people that just do it. They just stay up. And oh, I know. It doesn't then, bother them. But like, well, I can't. Nope. What? Part of me is like it doesn't matter. I'm going to be tired when my when my eight alarms go off. No matter what. Oh god, you're one of those. I forgot. <laughs> oh, so many things to not like about you. Yet here I am. <sighs> How? How has this been almost eleven years? <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I just I really don't understand why they bow to the West Coast like. Who cares? Half of them don't care anyways. Right. Like, you hear it all the time. Yeah, you hear East Coast bias. You know why there's an East Coast bias? Because the West That's Coast doesn't give a... That's where everybody watches. They don't give a crap. Right. Like, we hear it about all the time. That how are these two LA teams going to survive? Those stadiums aren't full, and those teams are good. Right. Right. Like, it's mind-boggling that they, they continue to make this. So move it an hour earlier. I don't care. Let them whine and complain that the game start at 4 or 4.15 local time. It do starts it. at 7.30 it, out here, then. Do it for a year. And if if it's that bad for your ratings, okay, but you've got the numbers then. How could it be that? that like it wouldn't be. It that's would, the that's, problem. Yeah. It wouldn't be. Yeah, ridiculous. Well, it's even worse for um, I, I, maybe maybe this is just well, no. I think World Series, World Series, N, uh, NBA, yeah, hockey. Like some of those NBA games don't start till like nine eight, o'clock, right? Nine o'clock. I was like, what are you well, here, doing? Do you remember like, when Monday Night Football used to start at nine o'clock? Oh, well, it, it had been for years eight, right? And then they well, moved it, it was, to like it was nine thirty, and then they moved it to nine, and people were like, "What are you doing?" Right, right. I remember that, and I'm just like, "Oh my gosh!" Prime yeah. time is eight. That is when it should start. Now, Sunday night and Monday night should start at eight, like, not eight fifteen, eight thirty, right? Kick off eight twenty or whatever it is. It should start at eight. Get off Old my lawn. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm, honestly, everyone that's listening to us, at least the ones that are listening live, are, you know, our parents are, are and probably like, aunts and uncles, it's probably 930, like, old people. Go. Yes, it's time for you to go to bed. But also, we agree. Like, stop starting primetime television at 9 o'clock. It's the same thing like when the Olympics are on. Like, saving over the summer. Like, they make the, the athletes get up at like 6 a.m. Right. So that we can watch them here at 10 p.m. Right, right. Oh, <sighs> gosh. <laughs> Anything else to complain about before we go? Anything else to point out? Anything you know else what to grinds say? my gears? How <laughs> <laughs> um, about we don't we don't want to get on that list? I was we, gonna be just bring it full circle and say, how about Army losing the Navy <laughs> yesterday? I thought you were gonna bring up Eagles drafting wide receivers. <laughs> oh, we could go there too. No, we don't have time for that. <laughs> no, gosh, that would be an hour rant in in and of itself. So. All right, well, it was good to be back for another week talking NFL football, uh, Army-Navy, a little Penn State, and uh, we'll be back next Sunday for more of the same. Um, I will not <laughs> – my my uncle just said he watches all the games, but then again, I'm retired. <laughs> <laughs> you beat us there. Touche. You, you have, definitely have a – you have us beat. 
Fair he enough. was beat there. So he's gonna have to be our late game correspondent. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. Good stuff. Uh, we'll be back talking the same thing uh, next Sunday. Uh, this is a celebration weekend. We're broadcasting on my dad's birthday. There we go. So uh, we'll have to, maybe we'll have to put together something something special. Uh, he'll, he, all he'll care about is if Dallas win. I don't even know when and who they play next week. Yeah, because his fantasy game probably won't matter next Ooh, week. So. Oh, shots fired. Not making it to the next round, so... I, I say that. Watch, he he could, he could for all I know. So we'll we'll have to see. Well, what well, we will have to see. So, um, oh, Quinny Rivers is going to Texas. Yeah. That that okay. entire situation is just super weird. Right. Um, we could also talk for a long time about um, NIL and the and the transfer portal and yeah, yeah. College football is something. Well, that's yeah, yeah. Mike Leach today ripping players sitting out of bowl games, and somebody goes, "Oh, but uh, or because like they're they're you know not thinking about the team." And somebody's like, oh, "Oh, do coaches leaving for other jobs next?" Like you know. Well, it's but the thing is, I completely agree with him. I but I, I also agree with right. Like right, you don't. I agree, but like it. It's one of those things that bothers me, but like. I just, I understand because I'm like, ah, you know, like, I don't know. I, I it, It's just, I know it's not the same, but like, I didn't blame Parsons when he sat out see, last year. I, I know it's not the same because that was a yeah, weird that was, uh, And they had canceled the season. Well, right. That's and what so, I like, mean. He went, there was like, two big things right, going on there right. that made it a huge difference. And that's why I, I don't really count right. last year. No, you're right. And it's part of it, but it's one of those where I, I, I would have a hard time doing that. But like, I, I understand why kids do if there's millions of dollars on the line, but it just doesn't sit well with me. I just, you're not like, but I mean, that's where college is gone. You're not, absolutely. you're not. And that's what we talk about it. Right. On the bowling well, all the time. The purest form of football is high school football. And, and it's part of what makes the Army Navy game so great to bring this full circle there back to go. me. Because, like, those guys were going knowing could, that. Could you imagine most any likely, of them ever opting out of playing in a bowl game? Or, uh, opting out of the Army Navy game because, well, it could be my last game and I, I want to be ready for the draft come come April. Not a chance. Yes. That, that's not happening. Not you know, happening. Like, right. So, like, and I get it's a different mindset, but that's that's what we're talking about. It's a different mindset. And I don't blame the guys that do it. Like, I understand it. It makes financial sense. It's just one of those things that, like, I would probably choose the other thing. But I haven't been in that situation that I had to decide in case there was any confusion on that. So. There you have <laughs> Back it. Back when so I had to choose whether I was playing in a bowl <laughs> game or not. Whether I was going to forego millions of dollars. To, <laughs> All right, but I think that's it. Hope everyone enjoys uh, the upcoming week. We'll be back in one week's time to do more of the same. So if you enjoyed it, we hope you return. Um, I'm going to let Justin do his sign-off first because I get to sign off second. So I I can't stand you. <laughs> At first, I was like, I don't know where he's going with this. And then I and then I got there. I should have just played it off and made you explain it to me. But I knew you'd get there eventually. Yeah. yeah. That's the problem. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back in one week.
that's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time. <laughs>